0: Live from WBEZ Chicago, this is special election coverage. Hi, I'm Justin Kaufman. It's official. The AP and other major media outlets have called it. Joe Biden has been elected the 46th president of the United States. We're here live at our WBEZ studios at Navy Pier in downtown Chicago to dive into the analysis and talk to reporters all over the city. Crowds are amassing all over the country. And here in Chicago, the revelry is everywhere. With all the noise and the cars honking their horns, you'd think the Bulls had won the championship. Dave McKinney is with me to guide you through the afternoon. We'll check in with the campaigns. We'll get reaction from local officials, and we want to hear from you as well. And, of course, we'll be covering breaking news from the campaigns or the continuing vote in other battleground states. We've got Lisa Labas, who is in our newsroom this afternoon, to keep us up with the latest, and we'll give you the NPR news as well. So stay right here for special election coverage on 91.5 WBEZ.
1: 73 degrees, 104. Good afternoon. I'm Lisa Lavez. This is WBEZ News. Chicagoans are responding to news that Joe Biden is now the president-elect. Here's Alex Mays earlier today at the CTA Pink Line in the Pilsen neighborhood.
0: I've I've been glued to CNN for the past, you know, since since Tuesday. And we had a feeling it was trending in one way. But to see the result officially, we had to just embrace and kind of just do our
2: celebration and sigh of sort of relief you know yeah
1: Illinois Senator U.S. Senator Dick Durbin says President-elect Joe Biden has taken the strength and wisdom he learned from his family and his own experiences with loss and hardship, and he's used those lessons to give millions of Americans reasons to hope and ways to heal. Durbin also applauded the historic election of Vice President Kamala Harris as the first woman to be elected to that position. This from Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. She says that Chicago is excited to work together in tackling the many challenges we face in rebuilding our communities, recovering from the COVID-19 crisis, also addressing climate change and becoming stronger and more resilient than we have ever been. And she says, let's get to work. Uh, The Associated Press and other news outlets calling the contentious race earlier today. Um, Other Illinois leaders, uh, Michael Madigan, saying we've all suffered the consequences, especially the millions of Americans who have felt the brunt of the pandemic through the tragedy and financial uncertainty. And we're ready for this nightmare to be over. And we've made our voices heard in record numbers. Well, not everybody is very excited about this result. Republican U.S. Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, for example, says half the country will not accept the outcome of the presidential election. Johnson also refusing earlier uh, to say that if he thought the election was legitimate while admitting he had no proof of any illegal activity. Checking the weather forecast, a beautiful day around town, sunny skies, and we're already at that high of 73 degrees. Wind gusts up to 25 miles per hour. Clear tonight, a low near 53. Sunshine on Sunday, getting to a high near 75. 72 degrees right now at Whitney Young High School in Chicago. It's 106. I'm Lisa Labas. This is WBEZ News.
0: Good afternoon. You're listening to live special coverage of WBEZ's uh, Reset and the WBEZ Newsroom as we are covering the election of Joe Biden as the 46th president of the United States. For the next two hours, we'll bring you interviews with people who know Biden well, with elected officials, with WBEZ reporters in the field, and we'll also take your calls. Whether you're a Democrat or Republican or independent, we want to hear your reaction to Biden's victory after securing more than 270 electoral votes in this consequential 2020 election the number to call to join the conversation today 312-923-9239 i'm justin coffin alongside dave mckinney from wbez dave uh we are in studio in downtown chicago and and just just driving in today you see the revelry uh coming in uh on north avenue downtown wacker drive it's everywhere
2: it is everywhere i mean you know wacker drive is uh presently shut down or at least part of it as people are standing you know near the michigan avenue bridge right in front of that uh you know, that Trump yep. sign celebrating. And, you know, I was struck, as you point out, driving in and, and uh, I came in uh, the way I came in was along North Michigan Avenue and all the stores still boarded up for that that concern that, that there was going to be unrest on election night. And, and of course, that never materialized and it's not materializing now. And and, and on that same way into work, you know, you pass uh, Northwestern Hospital yep. and, and, and the lines of people getting COVID tests. It's just like, it's a beautiful day in Chicago, 70 degrees out. And, and it's just like, You know, you get the sense that there's just a a giant exhale of relief in the city. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And you look around uh, from all different neighborhoods uh, as we are going to check in with reporters all over Chicago. uh, It is uh, something that is akin to when we see uh, uh, sports teams like the Cubs, the Sox, the Bulls win championships. People are honking horns. They got uh, the flag. They're waving it around. They're yelling. They're jumping on top of cars. It is a a much different scene that we've seen this summer in this country. But it is uh, similar in the sense that crowds are gathering.
2: Yeah. And and the the honking of horns is just it's such a it's sort of the, the symbolic sound of this campaign season, certainly on the on the Biden side, on the Democrat side, because they practiced social distancing and and held rallies where they, you know, there'd be these drive ins and people would honk their horns, you know, when when Obama spoke or when Biden spoke. And so to hear that on our streets, you know, it's just a reminder that this. Today was a very big win for Democrats.
0: We were on the air yesterday uh, on reset talking about what is taking uh, networks so long to call this race uh, and what is happening with the vote count. You surprised that this morning they finally did it that the that the networks uh, both CNN and The Associated Press called this race
2: well, I mean it all came down to that three thousand so or so vote total from Philadelphia, which I think everybody kind of assumed was going to be a heavy democratic number but when it when it became crystal clear that Pennsylvania. Was going to go for Biden. That's when they did it, and it's such a fitting end that the the networks and AP would be, you know, so careful in in uh, in in taking their time mm-hmm. to call this because you know for the last four years the media has been bedeviled as the as the enemy of the people, and here we here we're showing they are showing, mm-hmm. you know, restraint and care and and diligence and and being meticulous about you know not not repeating 2000 when we call florida and, and it wasn't real well
0: we're going to get reaction from elected officials on both sides of the aisle coming up here but like we said we want to talk about what's happening in chicago as we speak on the line with us now wbec reporter monica ang who is on the north side of chicago monica welcome to the program thanks guys so so your thoughts i mean what are you seeing in i, I assume you're in the lakeview wrigleyville area because i just from the the photos i saw on instagram what are you seeing today
3: um, well i went down to what was formerly known as Voicetown and now i'm right clark and addison and you can hear i was hoping that they would stop honking but they keep honking people are just boisterous they're out with their dogs they're out with their friends they're out with their husbands and wives and kids and strollers and they just keep you know high fiving in the air and honking you know people are going by this mcdonald's where people are sitting outside and everyone's waving like they know each other like they're all neighbors like Somehow, something wonderful just happened.
0: You know, we we mentioned it. I mean, it has the same feel as when a sports team like the Cubs, which are right in Wrigleyville, win the championship. Is that how it feels on the street as Chicagoans come out to celebrate?
3: Exactly. I asked a bunch of people, like, why Why did you decide to come to Wrigleyville? And they said, well, that's where we come to celebrate. I had to come down here. I had to be with other people. I'd been on the couch for four days watching CNN, and I needed – to celebrate with other people, is what they told me.
0: Oh, Monica Eng joining us on the north side of Chicago. Monica, hold on. Let's go to Meredith, who's standing by in Cary. Meredith, welcome to the program. Thank you. Meredith, what's your thought on this?
3: Um, I am a 24-year-old voter, and I, the last four years, have been a huge weight on my shoulders, and I am so happy for America.
0: Are, are you somebody that's going to find, a, a find a, your fellow voters and, and try to congregate today and celebrate?
3: Well, I already called my younger brother, who's going to school in Iowa, and we had just a, a great conversation, and then I drove over to my parents, and I gave them both big hugs and thanked them for being who they are and who they raised me to be, and I just, I, th- this is going to be a great thing for America long term.
0: There you go. Thank you very much, Meredith, for the call. And Monica, I would assume what you're hearing from Meredith is similar to what you're hearing on the streets of on the north side right now.
3: Yeah, pretty unanimously. Lots of cars, uh, blasting, cooling the gang, celebrations, um, walking on sunshine, "Party in the USA. It's like pouring out of every car.
0: Now, the, obviously, this is an election win and it's a very slim election lead or, or win. And when, and when you think about that, you're on the north side of Chicago. And obviously, Chicago, Dave, we know this to be a very blue city and, and one that went uh, yeah. really heavy for Joe Biden. But you would think it just being on, on the streets of Wrigleyville that the whole country had come together. But that's not necessarily the case.
3: No, it's not the case. In the neighborhood where I was in, and also they'd gone, I believe, 90, that precinct was 91% for Biden. But uh, I imagine it's not this way everywhere.
0: Yeah. Uh, when uh, The last, I, and I know this, I don't want to sound like such a stickler, but I know you to be someone who has really practiced safe social distancing and really got into Are you seeing any of that being practiced as, as people are celebrating on the streets of Wrigleyville?
3: Absolutely. I, every, every single person has a mask on that I see um, I've just taken mine off to go in this corner and talk to you. And, yeah, they're they're like, you know, sort of uh, air high-fiving each other. They're not getting close unless they seem to be from the same family.
0: Monica Ang live in Wrigleyville uh, at the corner of Clark and Addison right in front of Wrigley Field. Monica, thanks for joining us. We'll come back to you in a little bit. Thanks. Dave, uh, you know, I say that, and it's, it's this is a large listening area, and I want to make it clear. I mean, people are celebrating. They're having a. I mean, we're reporting on the revelry, if you will, in the Chicago neighborhoods. But you know, in the suburbs and other places, you might be listening to WBEZ right now. They may not be celebrating.
2: Well, I. I mean, I think. You know, when you look at the the numbers in the collar counties, I mean, it was solidly pro-Biden, all except for McHenry County. And, you know, you mentioned Chicago, just a data point here. I mean, citywide, 82 percent voted for Biden, um, you know, and 16 percent for Trump. So, I mean, that, there there's a flavor here. I mean, statewide, it was 56 percent. So, mm-hmm. you know, Illinois was solidly blue. And, and so I, I would say... You know, certainly in Chicago and most of suburbia, there is a lot of celebrating going on.
0: Well, let's go to a Chicago neighborhood. Let's go to Pullman. Phoebe is standing by. Phoebe, welcome to the program.
3: Hi.
4: So four years ago, my mother told me I was going to have to leave the country for college because it wouldn't be safe to be a woman in Trump's America. I'm now a senior at a Seven Sisters college. I'm minoring in politics because I want to serve in office someday. I'm a queer woman, and if Kamala can be vice president, that means I can be, too. I can be in the w- room where it happens, and I just feel so hopeful.
0: Wow. Yeah, That's that really makes, great. That thanks that makes, thanks that makes for the you, call, Phoebe. That makes your jaw drop. Yeah, it really does. That was, a really, uh, that was a great call, and I appreciate the call. Dave McKinney is with me. It's Justin Kaufman. We're, uh, of course, on live special election coverage uh, as we uh, bring you... All of the information that's happening right now, obviously there's still news around battleground states and, and we want to do that, uh, you know, to make sure that uh, we're talking about Arizona, Nevada, uh, Georgia. I guess it doesn't even matter at this point, but it will because I think there will be consequences. You saw today that the president of the United States, Donald Trump, said, I'm not conceding. Uh, there's still a long way to go in this fight. I know a lot of Republican leaders are saying the same thing, Dave. This is not something where just because the announcement was
2: made by the mainstream media is, is over. Yeah, I mean, I think it... it... It's just like one of those things where I think Trump needs time. Still, I mean, he—he's—I'm not a Trump reader by any means. I don't think any of us are. But, but you, you know, to see Fox News this morning call this race—I mean, it's it—you you, know—the dominoes have fallen, and and I think anybody can can recognize that. And these other states are important, even though you know Pennsylvania was the big one that fell today for for Biden. You know, these other ones—the more they they pile on to the uh, the, the the electoral lead—it it makes it more of a mandate for mm-hmm. for Biden. And you know, you look look at trump in uh in, in in 2016 i mean he had 306 uh, electoral right, votes right, i think right. and 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 well, he doesn't let us forget Dave. he does not <laughs> let, i mean he, he said it was a landslide yeah. but like you know that's that's that is where biden is on path toward i mean the same kind of thing so you know for him i think it's an important milestone to hit if he can do it well our wbez digital producer courtney kippers
0: is standing by at trump tower right there on wabash as crowds amass right at the corner of wacker and wabash courtney welcome to the program
5: Hi, thanks for having me. So,
0: what do you see there? I mean, we see, I, I've seen a couple of videos and, and of course, uh, some photos that are coming in, but what, what what, do you see at the corner right there in front of the Trump Tower?
5: Yeah, it's really a kind of festive environment. There are a lot of people here, people with Biden Harris t shirts, signs. Earlier, there was a guy with a full size cutout of former Vice President Biden and Kamala Harris. There's someone carrying a big W flag, a couple. So, yeah, a lot of people down here. A lot of dogs, a lot of
0: babies. What's the police presence like? Because I know there's so much that was put into the preparation uh, for this kind of thing to happen around election night. uh, The city came out last week and talked about police preparation. Is there a lot of uh, police and police presence in that area?
6: Yeah, absolutely.
5: When I first got down here, Wacker was still open. Um, The police have since blocked off both sides, so there's no car traffic coming through. There are a lot of cops milling about a I actually saw a cop earlier taking a picture of a family in front of trump tower, so're they're, they're milling about, but um, yeah, things are peaceful here right now.
0: I was going to say this is more akin to a celebration than a protest. I mean, more that you would like we have been just been talking about Dave, like a sporting uh, a championship as opposed to uh, any sort of uh, what we s- protest or, or gatherings so so there isn't uh, necessarily a lot of need for police presence because people are just gathering in celebration. <laughs>
5: Yeah, actually, people were singing We Are the Champions earlier, so it sure does feel like that sort of celebration you're describing.
0: Yeah, well, Courtney, we're going to come back to you. Stand by over there at Trump Tower right at the corner of Wabash and Wacker Drive. Dave, we saw the photos. Thanks, uh, Courtney, for calling in. Uh, And, you know, obviously more people are coming down on a beautiful day, a beautiful Saturday afternoon in the Chicago area. Let's go to Jason, who's standing by in Arlington Heights. Jason, welcome to the program.
7: Hi, welcome. Thank you for having me. I just, this win, I was sitting in my truck, I'm a mailman, And it hit me for a lot of reasons, but it just hit me because this vote, it showed me that I matter. I'm a gay, Hispanic, black male. And this vote, for all the voters who voted out there, you showed me that I matter. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you to everybody who used the democratic process. Jason, thank you.
0: Yeah, and Jason, I want to thank you for that call, and thank you for calling in. I, I mean... Just the last two calls from Phoebe and from Jason. I mean, you're seeing uh, an emotional response to this victory.
2: I mean, it's really profound, isn't it? I mean, you, you, th- this, this, it, it's sort of like you know. I, I think for four years, people who were dissatisfied with the president had this kind of all this energy to just sort of like protect yourself from it. And and the moment when it comes that you can sort of let that guard down, there's there's just like this outpouring. And that's right. I think that's what those calls kind of embody. It's like finally you can let your guard down a little bit and 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 experience this and, exp- and and realize that that there is normalcy out there yeah
0: let's go to kitty kurth kitty kurth is on the line kitty kurth has worked uh with biden campaigns uh, throughout her life she also is a democratic strategist and consultant right here in chicago kitty kurth welcome to the program
8: hello how are you today
0: <laughs> i can tell that you're excited so uh kitty what, what's your response to the uh at least to the call today uh that joe biden's the next president
8: Well, you know, it's so interesting. I first met Joe Biden when I was working for another candidate back in 1998, and he was a young man who very much wanted to be president. I think, you know, a little bit for his own ego. And then he ran again in 2008, but he quickly realized it was not his time. It was not his turn. And I think, ironically, this year is not the year that Joe Biden needs to be president. But it's the year that we need Joe Biden to be Mm. president. We need somebody who can bring people together, who's not afraid to talk to Republicans, who's not afraid to talk about, you know, bare feelings, bare emotions. He does wear his emotions on his sleeve. And I will say that, you know, the one thing that I've known from working with Joe all these years is there really is no malarkey, you know, Mm Others might say it in a little more crass way, but let's just leave it with no malarkey. <laughs> Kitty. And he's not afraid to listen to experts. He's not afraid to listen to his team. He'll assemble a good team and he'll listen, which I think might be refreshing in a president.
0: Absolutely. When, when we talk about Joe Biden as, as a president, we saw a little bit in the speech yesterday and I think the day before. But what, what should we expect from his big speech tonight? It's coming up at 7 Central uh, when he I, takes the stage. What do, you, what do you expect him
8: to say? I think it will be a lot of hope and healing and battle for the soul of the nation and coming together. When I, um, the first time that I saw him after the 2016 campaign, and I had spent a lot of time on the road with him in 2016 when he was campaigning on behalf of Hillary Clinton. But so I hadn't seen him from like November until February. And when I saw him, in Chicago, the first speech that I heard him give, which was, it wasn't really a speech, it was talking to a small group of, you know, 25 people. And he talked about that, just like the, how we needed to get rid of the hate of Donald Trump, and the white supremacy, and the anti-Semitism, and the misogyny, and that this was no way for a an American president to be a president. And really he hasn't deviated from that talk in the last three years. You know, he has talked about the fact that we need to get America back and that we need to get the soul of America back and remember that we are great when we are good.
2: Mm -hmm. So Kitty, it's Dave here. I'm wondering if you have any sort of sense as to what we're going to see, you know, moving forward on this great problem that that we face as americans and and it's the pandemic you know i mean president trump more or less kind of surrendered on that in a lot of ways what do you think we're going to see now in in the approach to that
8: you know in in the run up to the election um he already has been meeting with experts with health experts and he's already been talking about it he's already announced that he's going to have a COVID team announced Monday. He's already announced the three co-chairs of the team. He will, and every event that I did, for the Biden campaign, which were few and far between because we were very COVID respective. But everybody there had masks. Everybody had to take a COVID test. Everybody was socially distanced. He understands that in order to get the economy back, we've got to get the virus under control first and not the other way around.
0: Kitty Kurth, who has worked on Biden campaigns in the past and 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 of course, a Democratic strategist and consultant right here in Chicago. Kitty, thanks for joining us today. Appreciate it.
8: Thank you Justin and let me know if you need any other Joe Biden stories. I've got a bucket
0: <laughs> full. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll we'll definitely keep you uh keep you uh, on speed dial for that. I appreciate it, Katie. Okay. Much more uh take care uh, to you too. Much more uh special election coverage here on WBEZ, including more from our callers, amazing callers we heard uh just in the last segment. And if you'd like to join the conversation or or join the program, you can at 312 923 wbez That's 312-923-9239. Coming up. Uh, we'll get uh, some elected officials on the line, including Congresswoman Robin Kelly, who's going to be joining us. So much, much more to come here on special election coverage on 91.5 WBEZ. Let's go to Lisa Labas, who's got headlines, and we'll take it from there. Hi, Lisa.
1: Hey, it's the fifth Tuesday this week. <laughs> Hi, Justin. So just after the Associated Press and other news organizations declared former Vice President Joe Biden beat President Donald Trump, fireworks erupted in Atlanta. In Maine, a band playing at a farmer's market broke into the battle hymn of the republic. Traffic in New York came to a standstill in some parts of Brooklyn. Drivers stopped to get out to celebrate in the street. Neighbors in Manhattan ran out of their homes and assembled into an unplanned street party, high-fiving strangers. And in Louisville, Kentucky, people gathered on their lawns to toast with champagne. Former U.S. President Jimmy Carter has issued a statement. He says, "Rosalind joins me in congratulating our friends, President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. We are proud of their well-run campaign and look forward to seeing the positive change they bring to our nation." Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker tweeted his congratulations to the President-elect and Vice President-elect, and added, "We have a lot of work to do to heal the deep divisions in our country and provide a steady hand to the most powerful positions in the U.S. and the world." Meantime, Governor Pritzker's staff says he. He is self-isolating and awaiting test results after learning he might have been exposed to coronavirus during a meeting earlier this week. This is the third time during the pandemic the Democratic governor has taken that step. Illinois has seen more than 20,000 new cases of coronavirus over the past couple of days. It's 125 and 73 degrees sunny skies. This is WBEZ News.
9: After days of vote counting and tension in the presidential race, a winner has been declared. Joe Biden is president-elect, that according to the Associated Press. We'll have all the latest on how the race was called, how both sides are reacting, and where the legal challenges filed by the Trump campaign stand now on the next All Things Considered from
1: NPR News. This afternoon at 4 o'clock, or listen anytime with the WBEZ app. WBEZ is supported by Chicago City Day School, a junior kindergarten through eight independent school with a two-acre campus in the Lakeview East neighborhood. Virtual open house, November 14th, chicagocitydayschool.org. Support is also provided by Car Lots, a consignment store for cars with a location in Downers Grove and also offering an online car buying and selling experience with vehicle pickup and delivery service. Learn more at carlotswithaz.com. More sunshine for the rest of the day, getting to a high near 73 degrees, gusts as high as 20. 5 miles per hour. Clear tonight and cool, alone near 53. 73 right now at 126. This is WBEZ News.
0: Thank you, Lisa. It is 91.5 WBEZ. You're listening to special election coverage here from WBEZ Chicago. I'm Justin Kaufman alongside Dave McKinney. We're broadcasting here from Navy Pier in downtown Chicago, 312-923-9239 is our phone number, 312-923-9239. Dave, it's amazing to see all of the revelry. I mean, we heard from Courtney a little bit earlier just about how the crowds are growing. And they and when you look at the photos, they're
2: growing uh, down at Wacker and Wabash,
0: right where Trump Tower's at.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty profound, and, and what a beautiful day to be out doing it. I mean, 70-degree weather. Um, you know, and it, what what I really kind of wonder how this city looks in another week or two. You know, does it, do do the board do the boarded up windows go away? You know, do, is there is there a feeling of just kind of normalcy coming back again? Right. And I think, I, at least based on what we're seeing now, it feels like
0: it. Yeah. I I and I saw a great I saw a great social media post yesterday from a friend of mine who just reminded seemed to remind Chicagoans as they were talking about I think it was somebody even on our air that was saying, see, democracy works. That there's still a lot about democracy that doesn't work, <laughs> and, and things that we saw that especially played out during this pandemic and what played out this summer. So yes, it's a moment of revelry
2: that uh, there has been a win, and a, but make no mistake, there's still a lot of work that has to be done. A lot of work, but you're right. I mean, it, it is a victory for democracy because I mean, you, you look at you look at Biden more than 80. I think he's is he over 80 million now for for total votes. Wow. And here in Illinois, I mean, just the the, the number of people who turned out. Uh, I don't know if we set a record. It was close. And and it's just, you know, people participating civically is something that, that we all should want. Right. And, and, you know, regardless of which side wins or loses, it's a good thing when people participate. Let's go. You know, one of the things I'm watching on the TV, you know, because they've got uh, they've got different uh,
0: cable stations up here. But one of the places they keep showing is Philadelphia. Uh, obviously, Pennsylvania took it over the top for uh, President-elect uh, Biden. And Miles Bryan is in Philadelphia, former WBEZ reporter who now works for WHYY, joins us. Now, Miles, welcome to the program.
7: Pleased to be back.
0: So, uh, we talked to you yesterday. Uh, here it is, uh, 24 hours later. Uh, obviously, Pennsylvania played a huge role. What's the mood like right now in Philadelphia?
7: Uh, it is jubilant. Uh, it's closer to 80 degrees here. Uh, it's beautiful, no clouds, the sky sunny, and people have just poured onto the streets. There uh, are Parties in West Philadelphia. There are parties, a uh, huge party downtown, right outside of the outside of the Philly Convention Center, where the ballots were tabulated and, and where ballots actually put Joe Biden over the edge and uh, allowed the AP to call the race for him earlier. So yeah. it's just, its probably like it is in Chicago. It's a massive exhalation, huge party. Well,
0: obviously, we're seeing—you know—obviously the, the the party, at, you know, in Philadelphia and, and other major cities around the country. Pennsylvania called for Joe Biden but there's still legal challenges that are being mounted and possibly recount as well. What do we know about that?
7: Yeah, you know Rudy Giuliani uh with Northeast Philadelphia, uh, a more conservative part of the city earlier today, uh, you know claiming that the like we talked about yesterday Justin that um that Trump's ballot watchers have been, you know, kept too far back. But yeah, I just want to just say again. I mean, there, there's a lot of noise here, but the, I, I've seen no evidence of a of a legal challenge that has any um, juice, any momentum behind it right now. You know, their last one was tossed out of federal court within a few hours. So, you know, a lot of bluster uh, from Giuliani who's been around the city for the last couple of days, but no indication that they have a meaningful way to you know, to stop this. We are over Pennsylvania's margin of recount. Um, Biden's lead is, which is why the A.P. yeah it.
0: Miles Bryan uh, at WHYY in Philadelphia joining us to give us a little bit uh, of, of what's happening in Philadelphia right now. And we'll check back later. Miles, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's great to be here. Yeah, great. Uh, let's go to Congresswoman Robin Kelly in the 2nd District. She's standing by uh, with us here. The 2nd District's a big part of the South Side, South Suburbs, Kankakee, that area. Uh, Congresswoman Kelly, welcome to the program.
6: Thank you so much.
0: Reaction uh, to uh, Joe Biden being the president-elect?
6: Oh, my God. (laughs) Relieved, jubilant, so happy. I can go to sleep now and maybe get eight hours of sleep, maybe. I was staying up and watching every second, and I just remember Tuesday until Wednesday morning, I think I went to sleep at 4, saying, oh, no, this can't happen again. You know, so I am thrilled and relieved and, you know, looking forward to better days ahead
2: congresswoman it's dave mckinney what you're a woman of color i mean what what is the significance of of having a vice president now uh who is the first uh, you know woman of color to be in that role
6: you know it's, it's almost like a restoring of faith you know after these last four years with somebody like the president and and some other people too you know just to see that um you know someone like Kamala can get elected, a woman of color can get, a a woman can get elected first and foremost. So, no, I'm very, very proud um, when I think about little girls, you know, um, and and what they can see for themselves. No, it's it's a proud day.
0: You you've been on this program around WBEZ with us for the last couple of months talking about how how different it was going to be to campaign and you you were campaigning for for uh, former Vice President Biden now President Elect Biden uh, how are you are you satisfied with the result obviously the result but the turnout in the Chicago area and uh, and and what you were able to accomplish campaigning
6: oh I mean it's phenomenal uh, what the turnout was and actually the funny part is I campaigned a lot more. I was in Wisconsin and dealing with, uh, I went up to um, the Milwaukee area. And then also, um, I spoke Zoom-wise to a lot of the volunteers trying to keep them pumped up and, you know, how important it is uh, that he get elected. But no, I'm thrilled with the amount of people that voted in the Chicagoland area. It was phenomenal.
2: You know, Congresswoman, I mean, one of the the things I think the Trump administration is going to Be remembered for and and the president personally is just how at at times he sort of inflamed racial tensions in america i mean how do you think um you know the issue of race relations and racial tensions how how is that going to work under a, a, a biden administration
6: okay i think that um when i think of um joe i see all the stakeholders at the table i don't see people left out when you think about the The co-chairs of his campaign were Cedric Richmond from Louisiana and Lisa Blunt Rochester from um, Delaware, two members of the Congressional Black Caucus. And when you think about what happened in South Carolina and Jim Clyburn, you know, I know that he realizes that uh everyone has to be included uh all voices need to be listened to and particularly voices of color mm-hmm.
0: Congresswoman robin kelly the second district which represents a lot of the south side and, and some south suburbs as well uh congresswoman kelly thanks for joining us today thank you so much all right three one two nine two three nine two three nine is the phone number i'm justin coffin alongside dave mckinney here in our wbez studios providing you special election coverage on the news that the that the race has been called for the White House, Joe Biden is the forty sixth president of the United States. Let's go to Katie, who is standing by in Bartlett. Katie, welcome to the program.
4: Hello, hello. Um, <laughs> thank you for having me. I just so I live in Bartlett, Illinois, in DuPage County, and mm-hmm. moved from the city. And um, our Trump's our, our uh, signs, our Biden hair signs were stolen. So we decided to make like five giant, you know, went to Home Depot, made these giant signs. Um, I put Vaseline and glitter around the edges of it. Um, so if they tried to steal them, they, um, it, anyway, they didn't get stolen. This morning when I found out the result, I screamed out in my backyard and there was silence, dead silence. I heard um, fireworks in the background, um, but I was, I was the only one screaming, which was, Interesting, um, but I just I wanted to say I'm so excited for a president whose primary communication is not Twitter, and I'm excited for you know a plan for global warming and early childhood education and Black Lives Matter. Um, it's mm-hmm.
0: just gonna kind of, i'm so excited katie thanks so much for the call I appreciate that yeah i mean bartlett is a dupage county and and again we talked a lot in the last couple of days dave just about how republican politics is changing out into collar counties and dupage county as well but again the, the the record or the numbers bore out that that they did go blue in the sense more than they have in the past
2: yeah i mean it's it's been a, a gradual thing every election cycle since like the the late 90s it's been trending that way and 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 certainly it was that way this go around and so you know you you're seeing a lot of young people getting involved a lot of women women, women especially really kind of leaving their mark on on politics in the collar counties
0: now it's easy i mean because you're looking at all the people and all the and, and obviously you know there's a lot of celebration that's happening in different neighborhoods in downtown chicago and if you look up at uh, i'm looking at the screens washington dc philadelphia new york city uh but not everybody is celebrating uh, a political victory for joe biden adam's on the north side of chicago he's the head of the libertarian party in the area adam welcome to the show thank you very much justin how are you doing? i'm good what's your thought on the uh, election of joe biden
10: um. Well, as you know, uh, chair of the Libertarian Party of Chicago, it was
0: important.
10: was supporting
0: President Trump. Person I think we're, we're breaking up. I need a better line with you, Adam. Just try to back up or move to move to a different part of the house, and maybe we can try it again. Is is he still there? Uh, we dropped from, dropped him? No, we dropped him. Darn it. Uh, we'll get Adam back, maybe. But I, I think, uh, you know, obviously there's going to be, there still is a, I mean, it's a minority vote in the city of Chicago, of course, and in Cook County, but there are going to be some that uh, uh, that, that aren't going to be happy with this result.
2: Well, I mean, we're a deeply polarized country, and, and you know, Illinois has it shows a lot of that. We see a lot of that downstate, and I think that's the real challenge for, for President-elect Biden coming in, is to figure out a way as best he can to try to bridge that gap. I mean, we, we, we've spent four years really kind of just being divided. Mm-hmm. And, and now the, the real task is trying to figure out a way to, a you way know, to tie ties together.
0: A, a couple months ago, I had a great conversation with David Litt. He's a, a former Barack Obama speechwriter. He's the author of Democracy in One Book or Less, How It Works, Why It Doesn't, and Why Fixing It Is Easier Than You Think. And he's on the line with us. David, welcome back to the program.
9: Thank you for having me back.
0: Yeah, your thoughts first on, on, on the Biden win.
9: Well, I mean, this is just, it's it's a big day. It's hard to... You know, I think uh, it was then-Vice President Biden, uh, he said after healthcare passed with uh, President Obama, this is a big deal and uh, a certain F word in between big and deal. Uh, I think he put it best. This is a big you-know-what deal, uh, and it's just uh, – <laughs> You know, there's a lot to think about, but let's not overcomplicate this. This is a huge day, not just for Democrats. It's a huge day for America.
0: When I read your book, and it it sticks with me, David, because I remember this, is that uh, a lot, there's a lot made about how many people don't vote in this country, that that there is, it's almost, we we can, you saw it in the last couple of weeks, just how many people were harping on, I mean, even sporting events and football and basketball saying, (laughs) vote, vote, vote. But there's a big part of this country that doesn't. Are you surprised at the record turnout from both Republicans and Democrats in this uh, election?
9: I'm not surprised by the record turnout. I mean, one of the things about this election was that it was very clear, uh, I think, on the Democratic side that that lives were at stake. People were saying, and I think they were right, vote like your life depends on it. On the Republican side, you had this enormous information apparatus, starting with Fox News but also on social media, on Mm -hmm. Facebook – driving people out you had an extremely popular president among his base and i just want to point this out i think it's great that there was high turnout tons of people turned out not just democrats a lot of republicans turned out and what you see is that you know no democrats are decrying high turnout you do not see any democrats saying how can we disenfranchise voters the next time around or limit turnout from you know white rural areas in the future instead you see people saying how do we make sure that everyone can vote more easily and then how do we persuade voters to support us and that's how a democracy is supposed to function so i think uh you know in that sense um, high turnout did not turn out to be exclusively good for democrats but it did turn out to be good for democracy yeah
0: david uh My last question for you just is we're going to have this big speech from the president elect coming up tonight Uh, as a former speechwriter. What 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 do you expect from Biden and what what should he really hit?
9: I think one of the most important things about the Biden campaign is that from day one, this was a really consistent message. He talked about this being a battle for the soul of America. He talked about being someone who could unite the country after we've had a president who even now, when the writing, it's not just on the wall, the writing, you know, it's over. He's still dividing this country. And now President-elect Biden, and I said it feels very good to say out loud, he has focused on unifying the country throughout. And so I don't think we're going to see a change in tone. I mean, you know, for for years now, every time the president's been speaking, we wondered, is this going to be a new tone? Is he going to sound presidential this time? Well, tonight, I think you're going to see a president-elect sound like he's always sounded. Which is presidential talking about how we live together how we work together to move the country forward and then at the same time making it clear that he has a big mandate from the american people the electoral you know college was not close so when probably over 300 electoral votes Mm -hmm. the popular vote he won by more than ronald reagan in 1980 and so he has a strong mandate from the people the american people made it very clear what they want this country to look like congress may or may not listen to the american people But the American people have made their voices heard in this election. And as you pointed out earlier, a lot of Americans went out and voted, which is a great thing.
0: David Litz, former Barack Obama speechwriter and author of Democracy in One Book or Less, How It Works, Why It Doesn't, and Why Fixing It is Easier Than You Think. David, pleasure to have you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. As we promised, uh, we are taking calls and we're talking to people, giving us analysis, as well as hearing from our local officials. So let's hear from our top local official, the governor of the state of Illinois, J.B. Pritzker. Governor Pritzker, welcome to the program.
11: Thanks for having me.
0: So, Governor Pritzker, your reaction on the uh, victory, the the call today uh, for the president-elect?
11: Well, first of all, I'm just thrilled. I am truly thrilled. Our long national nightmare, four years long, is over Uh, This president had to go, and it took a few days to count all the ballots. I know they're still counting, but the declaration of his victory really means so much to so many people. I'm out here uh, in Chicago, uh, outside with tens of thousands of people on the streets. People are beeping their horns. They're so thrilled. This is going to be a big change for America and of the right direction and a return to, um, you know, expanding the moral arc of justice in this nation.
2: You know, I mean, Governor, we're in the middle of a pandemic now. And I guess, you you know, you've you've spoke many times in these afternoon briefings about your frustrations in dealing with the White House. I mean, it was, you know, back in the spring, it was not being able to get personal, you know, personal protective equipment uh, in the in the amounts that we needed. How do you see the federal government's transition and change now affecting the way we here in Illinois deal with the pandemic?
11: Well, first of all, Joe Biden actually has a national strategy. There wasn't one under Donald Trump. And uh, I'm, I'm thrilled about that, that that, that Joe Biden is going to take control. Uh, we need a national mask mandate in this country. Uh, we need to make sure that we invoke the Defense Production Act for all the PPE that people need to make it through this pandemic. And then, of course, we need to make sure that we produce the vaccines uh, at uh, first of all, safely, and then at a rate that really will help the American people get past this as fast as possible. If you want to fix the economy, we've got to address the virus. Mm-hmm
0: now you know the news of the day is that uh you are in isolation due to possible covid exposure you know and, and it came back that your test is negative so take us through that i mean this is this is not the first time as well i mean you're having uh you know as as someone who has to be out and about and be part of uh, uh, the political process but also as a leader in the state you're you're out among the people so tell us the, the latest i mean you tested negative and, well, and you're still in isolation I did.
11: okay i did no we uh we actually we followed the cdc guidelines and um, knowing that I was exposed to somebody last Monday, uh, we, I took a test. I found out about it on Friday, so four days had gone by, and the person had had uh, symptoms for a couple days already. Uh, so I took a test on Friday. I also took one on Wednesday, as I do regularly, uh, but this was an extra one just to be careful. Uh, and I isolated uh, Friday and Saturday, early Saturday anyway, until the test results came back negative. And so I'm thrilled that I'm able to enjoy the day and most especially to come out and celebrate mm-hmm. the election of Joe Biden.
0: You're out there honking, honking horns, I'm, I'm assuming.
11: <laughs> well, you know, the the uh, unfortunately, the state car and troopers that are with me won't let me make that kind of a spectacle. <laughs> but I jumped out of the car anyway and started screaming with everybody else.
2: Governor, what what do you think the next... You know, I mean, we, we, uh, we, we go into January when the inauguration occurs. That's quite a distance of time here where Donald Trump could be doing lots of things. I mean, what do you think What do you think this period of time between now and then is going to look like uh, in regard to his behavior and then post-presidency? What, what do you see Donald Trump doing and, and sort of looking like, and do you see him kind of continuing to interfere?
11: Well, I think, uh, let's say for the next two and a half months, I am concerned, frankly. I think that the man doesn't understand decorum. He doesn't understand conceding, uh, you know, when he's lost and being gracious about it. And, and frankly, I, I just don't know what he will do as president for the last two and a half months. But I think the people around him, I hope uh, some of the people around him will guide him in the proper direction. Um, meanwhile, I, you know, what will he do post-presidency? Well, it seems to me that, that all of his people are now saying he should run four years from now. Uh, That's crazy, but um, if that's what the GOP wants to do with their party, frankly, we've seen their party go uh, down a very dark path, uh, and I think that would be an an awful, awful thing for the GOP and for the country if uh, President Trump decides he's going to spend the next four years being disruptive and trying to run again. But. You know, that's their choice.
2: Well, I mean, we just saw this in the last couple of days, I think, uh, Twitter banning Steve Bannon because of the you know inflammatory right. comments he was putting out about Dr. Fauci. I mean, could you see a scenario where Twitter would, would actually ban President Trump?
11: Oh, I do. Yeah, I mean, look at how many times that, that just as President that they've had to put warnings uh, for his releasing false information to the public, telling people that there's been election fraud and so many other things over the last several months. So, I absolutely can see that. And uh, look, he's a, he's, uh, it's been an awful, awful four years for most people in this country. And I think now uh, with him out of office, we're going to see the the nation finally getting past coronavirus. It'll take a few months for for us to uh, get to where we're on a good path uh, with the plan that Joe Biden has. And then, of course, we're going to start to see a real economic recovery as a result. So, I'm, I'm excited for the country, and I think once people see that, uh, Donald Trump will be long in the rearview mirror. I, I,
0: Governor Pritzker, is it too early to start talking about transition? I mean, uh, I think of all of the uh, uh, Illinois politicians and, and lawmakers who've been involved in, in the Obama-Biden administration. Uh, and and the fact even your sister was a Commerce Secretary? I mean, uh, should we expect to see a lot of Illinois politicians and possibly yourself involved with the transition or maybe taking a space uh, alongside the President and his Cabinet?
11: Well, that's not something I'm currently considering. Uh, I will say that we have an awful lot of wonderful, not just elected officials, but there are an awful lot of great people in Illinois who should serve in the Biden administration, and I'm going to make recommendations of people, and I know that there are lots of others who will stand up and uh, help out. I mean, we've all got to row in the same direction here. Um, and I know that uh, Illinois will be well represented. We've got two great senators representing us and a great congressional delegation. Uh, and then, you know, I'd love it if some of our people would go into the administration. Uh, it's only good for Illinois.
0: Okay, so my last question for you is just, uh, you know, so much news made after the election on Tuesday about uh, politicians and, and, and leaders in the Democratic Party asking the Speaker to step aside as the chair of the Illinois Party. You're on record saying that uh, that you agree that it's time for uh, Speaker Madigan to step down in that role. Uh, what What's next? I mean, he says, no, I'm not going to do it. Uh, what's next for uh, the Democratic Party when it comes to Mike Madigan?
11: Well, I think you've seen that, that uh, you know, the state party is one thing. I think those of us who are leading in the state are, are helping Democrats get elected, doing everything that we can to build the infrastructure of uh, the party, or better to say, to make sure that we're electing Democrats up and down the ballot. And I'm going to continue to do that, uh, certainly for the next two years and for many years after that.
2: You know, I mean, Governor, in, in the past, I mean, governors have had great... Um, deference, I guess, in terms of, of, of deciding who that party chairman should be. I mean, I can think back to like George Ryan you know, steering his people that way. I mean, why shouldn't that be your role as well? I mean, why shouldn't you be, be as the, you know, most you know, some would argue most powerful Democrat in Illinois? Why, why shouldn't you be the one that, that decides who the party chair is?
11: Well, to be clear, uh, the Democratic Party, we elect people to a state central committee. Uh, they make the decision about who the party leader will be. Uh, but the most important thing, again, is about, you know, the grassroots of the Democratic Party, uh, knocking on doors, you know, making phone calls, uh, doing all the things that it really takes on the ground to elect people. That's what Democrats do best. Uh, and I've been doing that, and I'm going to continue to do that. And, you know, if the opportunity to, uh, to you know, party build uh, with a new party chair uh, occurs, then I'm going to be right there helping out.
0: Well, Governor Pritzker, we'll let you get back to honking horns and jumping out of the uh, motorcade (laughs) as Governor (laughs) Pritzker, the the, uh, uh, Illinois governor, joining us uh, today on our special election coverage. Governor Pritzker, thanks for joining us.
11: It's a really great day. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Coming back, we're uh, going to take your calls, 312-923-9239. Much more to come here on special election coverage on 91.5 WBEZ as we talk about the fact that the race has been called for democrat joe biden who is now the 46th president of the united states the president elect will continue here on wbez with talking to local officials and and getting analysis and of course taking your phone calls so stay with us
1: it is uh, 1.50. You're listening to 91.5 WBEZ. Good afternoon. I'm Lisa Labis. Uh, public health officials in Illinois have announced uh, more than 12,400 new cases of coronavirus disease. And yes, that is another record number. We just heard from the governor who was self-isolating. Uh, his uh, latest test results came back negative. Lots of congratulatory uh, notes and remarks coming in this afternoon from Illinois officials to uh, the vice the uh, president president uh Vice President-elect Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. U.S. Senator Dick Durbin says President-elect Joe Biden is a public servant in the best sense of the term and has taken the strength and wisdom he learned from his family and his own experiences with loss and hardship. And he's used those lessons to give millions of Americans reasons to hope and heal. And and by his side is an outstanding Vice President-elect in my colleague Kamala Harris. Also, Tammy Duckworth, U.S. Senator, says, I'm celebrating, but I know a lot of people are not, so many Trump voters are also working families and believed that he would improve their lives. We must see that they are hurting and fight attempts to divide us as we work to rebuild our beloved nation. And Illinois House Speaker and Democratic Party Chair Michael Madigan says, many Illinoisans and Americans have been clear-eyed about dumping Donald Trump's as he was elected in 2016. Trump never intended to be a president for all Americans or help anyone but himself, and We've all suffered the consequences, especially the millions of Americans who have felt the brunt of the pandemic through tragedy and financial uncertainty. You're listening to 91.5 WBEZ on a beautiful sunny day. We've got to a high of uh, 73 degrees already. Clear tonight, a low of 53. Sunny on Sunday with a high near 75. 152. This is WBEZ.
0: Thank you, Lisa. It's Justin Kaufman, Dave McKinney alongside. uh, We are giving you special election coverage here on WBEC 91.5. Of course, the call, uh, the race from the White House has been called. Uh, Joe Biden is the president-elect. He won the state of Pennsylvania. And uh, in that case, we've seen uh, crowds just just come to the streets of of all the major cities. I'm looking right now, Washington, D.C., Pennsylvania, and of course, right here in Chicago, downtown, right at Wacker Drive, and Wabash along the north side, around Wrigley Field, uh, there is jubilation. You even heard the honk, the honking of the horns in that interview we just did with Governor Pritzker in the background, as he told us he's jumping out
2: of the car as well. To, yeah, I mean, that, was that his driver? Do you think?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's against state yeah, protocol really to, sure. to honk the horn from the motorcade. Yeah. But uh, we want to get to you as well. The phone calls out there, many people on the line right now. We want to get to you. Three one two nine two three nine two. Three, nine. I want to go back to Adam on the north side. He was with the Libertarian Party here in Chicago. Adam, uh, we got cut off before, so yes, thanks for calling back in. Uh, your thoughts on the election? Uh,
10: thank you. Well, uh, I am uh, Adam Balling, chair of the Libertarian Party of Chicago. Um, we were able to win a ballot access established status with our state's attorney candidate, mm-hmm. Brian Dennehy, exceeding 5 percent right, right, right. of the vote. We fell from our totals with Gary Johnson's candidacy a few years ago. Uh, but we've still seen growth in certain ways. I mean, many of us are ex-Republicans, including Governor Pritzker's cousin, Jennifer Pritzker, who switched from Republican to Libertarian.
0: Well, what do you think right uh, now, and What do you think beyond, uh, you know, and, and I paid attention to that story, and I want to talk about it at some point sure. down the line, just about the growth of that vote. I think it's almost close to 6%. But the uh, but I, I'm, I, what do you think about right now what's happening that Joe Biden is elected the 46th president?
10: Yeah, Um I am stunned by the higher turnout on both sides of the major parties. Uh, Obviously, we would have rather had that the other way. It goes to show something that I was afraid of, that Trumpism is going to hang around in the Republican Party. It's not uh, it didn't shrink and disappear, uh, even though some of us might have hoped that it would. And I think that Joe Biden represents Things that were wrong about yesterday's politics in a different way somewhat than the way that I think Trump represents a lot of the the bad new politics of recent years. Mm -hmm. And we have found that – that's at least my personal reading of it. And we, of course, disagree with them on several policy issues uh, where neither of them, to our satisfaction, represents personal freedom.
0: Well, there you Uh, go.
10: There's a (laughs) spiritedness in Trumpism that is a little different than the old machine politics of Joe Biden, Yeah, if I I can put it that way.
0: Well, there'll be plenty of time to to deconstruct those policy uh, (laughs) disagreements. Adam, uh, with the uh, chair of the Libertarian Party here in Chicago, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's go to Lena, who is standing by in Humboldt Park. Lena, welcome to the program.
3: Hi, thank you for having me. So
0: what's your thoughts? What's going on in Humboldt Park right now?
3: You know, I'm actually not in Humboldt Park. Me and my partner decided to take our two puppies to uh, Fred Anderson Park downtown, but on our way, we decided to drive by Trump Tower to kind of show out our support, honk our horn. And, you know, it was a really incredible experience to see everyone out on the street honking their horn. But it was also interesting to see uh, bridges up to, like, I guess, protect property, protect Trump Tower, and a lot of cop presence down there too. Mm. Interestingly enough, while we were driving by, we were honking our horn, and we actually got ridden a ticket for disturbing the peace what? while celebrating. Yep.
0: Oh. By Chicago police? They they did. They, they just they wrote a ticket right there. They had you like stopped in traffic, and they wrote a ticket.
3: Yep, that's right. Yeah, it was actually us and a bunch of other cars. They had a whole line of tickets that they were writing for all the cars
0: the, that were celebrating. I guess the right budget time. deficit is real. <laughs> That's a very strange thing on, on this day uh, in Chicago. As you see the, the, the all the cities and all the honkings of horns that you would get a ticket for that, uh, I would assume that might be thrown out at some point or another. So maybe, maybe, maybe might, contest might be, that yeah, at some point. That, you that know? would be a good thing. But yeah, you, you know. Dina, I mean, thanks for the call. That's quick, quick, crazy. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, i
2: was blown away by that. Yeah. What were you going to say, Dave? Well, I was just going to say. I mean, I, you know that 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 the Trump on the side of that building is such a, a, a billboard, and I, I just wonder what presence is going to have once he's out of office for people when they drive along that Michigan Avenue bridge and they look up at it and there's there's the name again. You know, I mean, here in Chicago, I mean, we had more than 80 percent of people voting against Trump. And it's sort of like we're stuck with that for, you know, for for the people who are. Anti-Trump people, that's like a continuing I presence. Mean,
0: I, there's a theme here, too. I mean, Adam mentioned, David Litt talked about it as well. But, I, I mean, love him or hate him, and it, it obviously plays out in this election. I mean, record turnout over one personality. I know that they, you know, Joe Biden won this election, but a lot of this was a referendum on Donald Trump. And it is amazing in American history that, that, a, that a president could have that much... Uh, just just love and hate on both sides and do and, and bring so many voters out.
2: Yeah, I mean, there have been polarizing forces in American political history, but but none quite like him. And and that that's that's really kind of a big part of his legacy. All right. Let's go to one more call before we go
0: back to the NPR news. Natalie's in Bucktown. Natalie, welcome to the show your thoughts.
3: Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be on the show.
0: What's your thoughts? Qu- quickly here.
4: Um, we're taking a drive past Trump Tower right now, so I'm in Lisa's boat. I'm not going to honk,
3: but um, I just thought, <laughs> I just thought this morning how how great it's going to feel to have people that are going to be working for him that are
4: competent and willing to do the job. It's just been such a revolving door of people working for the president for the past four years, and. I'm ready to have some confident people in leadership.
0: Yeah, and you know what? Thanks, Natalie, for that call. I have a feeling it's going to be a lot of familiar faces and a lot of familiar names to Illinois uh, politicos, that's for sure. Uh, This is special election coverage here on 91.5 WBEZ. I'm Justin Coffin alongside Dave McKinney. We're going to get Lisa and then also coming up the NPR News at the top to give you any uh, updated information from uh, from Washington. But, uh, again, special election coverage here on 91.5 WBEZ. Go until 3 o'clock, so stay with us.
1: Thanks for being right here at 91.5 WBEZ. Stay here for continuing live coverage. We're live and local with your voices on reset until 3 o'clock. And then we're going to join the BBC for reactions from around the globe from 3 to 4. This is 91.5 WBEZ.